When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Oh, what a brutal, brutal, heartbreaking night for the Cincinnati Bengals, and their season is over. Not just because of Joe Burrow, and we're still waiting on the extent of that injury, but more importantly, because of where they are in the AFC right now. Chris Carlin, Joseph Fortenbaugh on this Football Friday on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Joseph, I'm trusting that your travels back to Las Vegas went well, because last night I turned on your Instagram stories and you are sucking back oysters and making picks on the fights. Yeah, there is nothing better than going out to one of the fine steakhouses here in town making some pick videos while you suck down some delicious oysters and then watching those picks all go belly up a couple hours later. It was a hell of a night, hell of a night all the way around. Um, congratulations, Emmanuel Navarrete. That fight against Robson Concicao, and I'm not pronouncing that right. I'm trying as, as best as I can. Those two put on a hell of a say, show, unlike the main yeah. event. So just wanted to throw that out there. I know F1 sounds like it doesn't. Like, it's not going well for everyone out there. Take your time. Vegas is going to deliver on this event. The spectacle itself will be something worth catching over the next couple days. I I will not be catching it primarily because it starts at 1 a.m. Eastern time, which is a a little bit of a kick in the pants. So I will watch it uh, on a little tape delay at some point here and and tape it up uh, for when I get home early next week. But you're back. And as I texted you yesterday, what do we got tonight? Oh, by the way, hope you traveled safely. You know what? I'm glad that our relationship is like that. I'm glad our relationship is how can you make me some money followed by how you doing? I don't, I'm I'm not one for the the pleasantries. Get right to business. I appreciate the fact you're not trying to waste my time. We hit that over. Job well done. Full steam ahead. Yes, exactly. So let's get to it. It's Carla versus Joe on ESPN radio. And here's the deal. Joe Burrow injured. And Joe, this is a, a dicey situation all around from, Prior to the game where there was the screenshot of him with some sort of a healing device slash brace on his right hand as the Bengals traveled into town to take on the Ravens to halftime or or just before halftime when he is trying to loosen that arm up and he can't even throw. So he's done for the game at that point. It's an absolute crushing blow from a couple of standpoints. Number one, Well, most importantly, our MVP uh, wager that was in on that. Number two, it's that the Cincinnati Bengals, you know, they have been on the doorstep here a couple of times, and this is the guy. This franchise has been waiting for the guy for the longest time, and they lost him in his rookie year due to a torn ACL, and we don't know how long this is, but this certainly does in any hope I think you had for this season. Yeah, to the point on the MVP, that one might be on us. To the city of Cincinnati, we apologize. The second we started yelling, screaming about Burrow at MVP, immediately after that, the Bengals went one and two, and he got hurt. So um, I reject that premise. 
yeah, that that it could be on us. Causation versus correlation. We'll leave that for another day. I assume no responsibility. You're on your own there. <laughs> for the Bengals moving forward, I mean, you're not out. You're you're sitting five and five, but the rest of the schedule doesn't look nice. You're currently the ten seed. You're behind the Raiders. Who would have had that? heading into Thanksgiving. Uh, you're behind the Colts. You're behind the Texans. Who would have had that heading into Thanksgiving? The lesson here for Cincinnati is going to be very simple, right? If this season goes off the rails and it doesn't end the way they wanted, that happens. It's the NFL. No more slow starts. That's what it's going to come down to yeah. with Zach Taylor. As a head coach, that's where he needs to get better. Everyone, including all of us, we're not just talking about NFL guys here. Everyone has room for improvement in some area of their life. Assessing the Cincinnati Bengals, they have been known as slow starters early in the season. The previous two years didn't come back to bite them. They went to a Super Bowl. They went to an AFC Championship game. This year, that slow start is going to come back to bite them because they have no margin for error late in the season here. And those early games are going to be a big reason why. So next year, I would imagine that off-season program, that preseason program, that training camp program better be a little bit different. It better be tailored towards what John Harbaugh does because Harbaugh and Baltimore know how to start fast. And these slow starts for Cincinnati, they're finally catching up to them. Well, why it was much more costly was because it's two division games right out of the gate that you went 0-2 in. So now you're sitting at 0-3 in the division, and Joe, you're sitting at 1-5 in the conference. I mean, you cannot break any ties when you are one and five in the conference trying to climb out of that hole. That's the whole bigger problem here. But I couldn't agree more on that front. It is absolutely imperative for that to stop. And I would argue that this year you had the bigger the bigger reason for it than last year because of Burroughs' health. You know, with what we were dealing with, we did not see him come along and actually get better until the season was progressing. But this is what's interesting to me here if you're Cincinnati, okay? You need to now figure out how best to play this if, in fact, Burrow is not done for the year. Here is Zach Taylor from last night, Joe. Zach, you have an update on Joe? It looked like he sprained his wrist. So fell on it early in the game and then felt it on the touchdown pass. Have you heard it at all before tonight? Not that I'm aware of. Do you think he can come back, he come back this year? I, I have no idea. I, uh, all the information I have is, is two seconds worth. And then we went to go try to find the, fight to win the game. Well, it's going to be interesting. I, I don't know that at this juncture, if you're looking at a two to three weeks, if there's a whole lot really to be gained by playing him later in the year, because I don't want to get him hurt again. Now, I got to give you some room here because, because you can speak to this so much better than me. The idea that we had this screenshot and this little video of Joe Burrow with something on his right hand slash right wrist when they're arriving in Baltimore and he is nowhere to be found on the injury report leading into this, I'm sorry, that's a red flag. This is starting to get problematic. I understand that there's a gamesmanship angle that some of these coaches want to play. We get it. We get it. Your jobs are on the line. You're looking for every strategic advantage. But it's a different era in the NFL now. The NFL has embraced sports betting. The country has embraced sports betting. All of their TV partners, including us, have embraced sports betting. As a result, we can't have any more of this. This needs to clean up. In some way, shape, or form, you need to address this situation. You need to make some tweaks. You need to be more transparent. 
Now, I'm not coming down strictly on Cincinnati here, but you go back to what Arthur Smith's been doing in Atlanta. We had that situation where Bajan Robinson wasn't getting any carries in that game a few weeks ago, and then afterwards we find out, oh, yeah, well, he was sick. Whoa, how come that's not on the injury report? There are a lot of fantasy players out there. There are a lot of sports bettors out there. And I get that some people will hear that and say, this isn't about you. But when you embrace this, when this becomes woven into the very fabric of your business, which it is now, you've got to be better with these injury reports. Because I I know that this is not the case. But when something like this happens, it gives some room for the conspiracy theorist lunatics to come running around out here and start yelling about the fix is in here's the script here's what the NFL wants to happen and the league is all about integrity above all else I agree with that I'm very happy that that's at the forefront integrity let's be open let's be honest but you got to clean it up with these injury reports because at some point people are going to be looking at some of these coaches saying this guy's sick how come he's not on the injury report this guy's got a wrist injury how come he's not on the injury report you're promoting gambling you're promoting fantasy sports people will turn so it's something to work on this is the early stages much like f1 with the manhole cover yesterday in vegas shutting down the first practice session there's going to be some growing pains but that's something that needs to be cleaned up is these injury reports well you use the word integrity in there and it's actually called an integrity fee what these leagues are actually paid as part of their partnerships with gambling as part of embracing it as you say so you're paying an integrity fee you're getting paid that integrity fee i should say from these sports books but you're not keeping that level of integrity i'm sorry it's not right we we have seen in college football this year the big 10 for instance they now require you an hour and a half before the game to deliver an injury report for who is definitely not playing and who is questionable to play and there have been guys that haven't been on either that haven't played that I've seen so far this year. So nobody is taking this seriously. And the biggest problem is that football coaches across the board are the most paranoid on the planet. Yeah. So they do not want to hand out any possible edge in any moment. But when they are in part getting paid by these uh, sports books across the board to make sure they deliver accurate information, you got to hold up your end of the bargain. It's and I will, I will say to the NFL's defense, to the NFL's defense here, their problem is nowhere close to the problem the NBA has. Like this nonsense the other night where the Sixers and Celtics are getting ready to play. Early in the day, you see the point spread, Boston minus four. I thought I was doing something great. I jump on Boston minus four. It goes all the way up to five and a half. You know what ends up happening? An hour from tip, Jalen Brown and Chris Stapps Porzingis are out. An hour from tip. Yeah. Like, forget about even the gambling angle, the fantasy angle, the enjoyment angle. Like, the NFL, we can sit here and nitpick Arthur Smith and Zach Taylor, but the NBA has a big problem with this, scratching these guys an hour before the game when you had no idea it was coming, right? I didn't get a big report that Porzingis might be out, that Brown might be out. So, all of them, and all of them need to be working on something like that. I don't know how they're going to clean it up in the NBA, but the NFL... It's going to have to sharpen up just a little bit. To this point, two things. Number one, Adam Schefter reporting a little while ago, the league is investigating why the Bengals did not list Burrow on the injury report. And by the way, that picture 
was posted by the team on their social media and then quickly pulled back. Uh, the league routinely looks into matters of compliance with the injury report, but somebody has got to, has got to lay the smackdown on the coaches who are holding this back. It is not you have to give away your game plan, but it is just keeping it honest for those of us on the outside, whether or not somebody from the other side is going to get an advantage, they're going to get it eventually anyway if somebody's not out on the field. And then secondly, uh, this off of ESPN bet this week, because of the early injury to Joe Burrow, ESPN bet in their first week of operation is going to refund the wagers on the seeing green boost. That was Greeny's boost. Uh, that was paid back in a bonus bet, which was uh, for Burrow and for Lamar Jackson, over 500 yards passing, and I believe it was four touchdowns combined in the game. Nice of them to refund those bets. I I thought so, too. You know, and I'm not knocking it. I don't know if that would have happened a year from now. You want to get off to a good start, but it's a smart thing to do right now. Maybe Greeny should be picking guys who aren't getting hurt. Well, maybe that's possible, too. Maybe we can get our head in the game a little bit there, Mikey. <laughs> Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We want you to be a part of the Carlin versus Joe Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. And want to hear from you on this, on this betting angle. Were you annoyed last night? Were you affected last night by the fact that you did not know about this little Joe Burrow brace that he was wearing uh, the day as they arrived? Interesting. Get on board with that. Lines are open for you. Meanwhile, there is a new favorite in the MVP in the NFL, but he really doesn't feel like it. What are we talking about? You find out next. That's the beauty of it. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. And the bus rolls in. Touchdown, Ravens. And with 4.49 left to play, the Hayes in the bar. They just play hard and they care and they care about each other and they want to do it for each other. You know, that's what a team is all about. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
Lamar to throw. Fires down the middle. It's deflected and caught on the deflection. Nelson Aguilar, 20, 15, 10, 5. He flips in for six. Ravens in the end zone. They give it to the bus, and the bus rolls in. Touchdown, Ravens. And with 4.49 left to play, the Hayes and Lamar. They just play hard, and they care, and they care about each other, and they want to do it for each other. You know, that's what a team is all about. I think the Ravens are getting close to the best of Lamar Jackson, but it's not, it doesn't feel like it's been off the charts. It doesn't feel like it did, frankly, in 2019 when he won the MVP the first time around, Joe. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by our good friends at Progressive Insurance. It's funny, he is now the betting favorite, right, to win the MVP, and With Lamar Jackson, I feel like he's played really, really well. But it's just bizarre to me because it doesn't feel like he's the MVP of the league right now. I see where you're coming from. You look at the stats, 69% completions is a career high, which is fantastic for him. Yardage-wise, if he plays 17 games at this pace, he'll be around 3,700 yards. He's only got 12 touchdown passes. When you go back to his MVP year, he was at 36. So he's going to fall well short of that. But... He's been very, very good on one of the league's best teams, and that's always going to draw a lot of attention. I think another factor here as to why he's sitting as the favorite, as you look around, everybody else is flawed. Like Jalen Hurts is right behind him. Jalen Hurts is on the team with the best record, but his numbers haven't been nearly as good this season. No, he doesn't. He's had plenty of mistakes, plenty of turnovers. Then you get to Patrick Mahomes. Okay, that makes sense. His team's won a lot of games, but. His numbers are down. His offense is down. Then we get to Tua, and we all know the narrative there. Can't win big games. Then you get to C.J. Stroud. Well, it's a rookie on a team that doesn't win a lot of games. Then you get to Christian McCaffrey, a non-quarterback. Then you're back to Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, Jared Goff. Joe Burrow is now hurt, so he fell out of the mix. So ultimately, this war of attrition, Lamar might just be the last one standing. It might not require the most impressive statistics this it, it year. It kind of feels like it's headed in that direction because I'm checking out ESPN bet right now, right? Yeah. Lamar is the favorite at plus 275. Then it's Hurts and Mahomes at plus 300. Tua, fourth at plus 600. And then it goes to C.J. Stroud at 1,800. Same thing with McCaffrey, Purdy. It goes down from there. That, to me... Is not it doesn't feel like murder is real because you know the Chiefs' offensive numbers are down to like twenty three points a game right now. I mean that's as low as it's been with Mahomes as the quarterback. Whoop. Little coffee incident there, no big deal. Keep going. Yeah, you you know what? Can we back up for a second? <laughs> Sounded like you had a little throat issue going on. You fought through it at the beginning of the segment, and then we knocked over some coffee. Is that what happened? Uh, with the the finger got caught. On the handle, and it did like that whole swirling around, like a like a cereal bowl does. If you turn it upside down, it does a woo 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 woo. But then it, it, I was able to stomp it down like that, so it didn't spill. But it created enough noise and enough of a distraction to derail the segment. So for that, I apologize. Uh, what about the, the throat? Okay, was that, throat's I doing well too? That? I don't know what happened there. That may have been the leftover pizza I had for breakfast this morning. But yeah. we'll look. Uh, I'll get I'll get some sources. Sources will report more on that later. Uh, excellent. Well, we're all good now. Yeah, we're good. And, and by the way, didn't even know the coffee thing happened unless you told me. So there oh. you go. Doesn't hear everything. So 
How about I, that? I don't know. Listen, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm deaf. That's possible. Little peek behind the curtain there. No big deal. Yeah. And not a particularly interesting one. Anyway. No, not at all. As we, as we talk about this, though, like, I, I, Joe, I'm a simple man. I want to be dazzled. And I mm-hmm. feel like right now I'm not being dazzled by any one guy in particular in the league who is kind of I don't want him to run away with it I want a great competition but let's call it what it is the guys that do dazzle us have not been dazzling this season so let's look at it like this if you go back a few years ago with the Heisman Trophy when Devontae Smith won it was a similar situation late in the year none of the quarterbacks had done enough to where you were overwhelmed, to where you were dazzled. So that's when voters started thinking, hmm, maybe we have an opportunity to go against the grain and go outside the norm, not go with a quarterback, put a wide receiver in there. Devontae Smith ends up winning. Does it feel like to you right now that maybe the quarterbacks haven't dazzled enough that this could be a year we open it up for a Tyreek Hill or an A.J. Brown or someone of that stature? Christian McCaffrey as well, I have to throw in there. I'm not there yet, okay. but I do think you could see the sneaky candidate right now start to step forward. And by the sneaky candidate, we've talked about Stroud as a possibility, if that team continues to win. This is where Jared Goff's opening is. Mm. Oh, wait, he... look, I get mm. Mm. Spicy. <laughs> yeah, by the way, I had that uh, trademark, so that's 20 bucks. Anyway. All right. Uh, <laughs> This is where he slides into that discussion. He's the only guy. Like, I, the, the losses that we've seen for Trevor Lawrence so far, he's not going to get into that discussion. No. I do think that Jared Goff could continue to play at the level he's playing at, and then all of a sudden, well, let's put it this way. You're looking around in the bar at 2 a.m., and Jared Goff really didn't look that bad all of a sudden. That's the analogy, huh? I was wondering where it was going, and you got us there. Well, but you understand what I'm saying. I do. It's it's not off the charts. It's 14 touchdowns. It's five interceptions. But he's already thrown for 2,500 yards this year. I'm looking at the numbers. He's ninth in quarterback rating. His team is winning a lot of games, which is what's going to help. Yeah. And he played huge against the Chargers last week. Absolutely huge. I wonder how much more of this it would take for people to say, you know what? This guy's the most valuable player. Because when I look at Detroit, I don't see a team that's valuable and winning because of Jared Goff. He's playing a huge role. But when we see Kansas City play well, it's universally the credit is given to Patrick Mahomes. Right? Some of these teams, we just... Every Peyton Manning team, every Tom Brady team, those guys got all the credit. It does not feel like that's the case in Detroit. It doesn't necessarily feel like that's the case in Miami either. Houston is where it intrigues me with C.J. Stroud. Five and four, yes. Five of the next seven are at home. They only play two teams with a winning record the rest of the way. You know who they are? Cleveland, who just lost their quarterback for the season. That Mm -hmm. game's in Houston. And Jacksonville. That game's in Houston, and they've already beaten them once this season. Stroud has a great case because you can say, last year when he wasn't quarterbacking, this team was straight garbage. Number two with the draft pick. 
now that he's here, they're a legitimate contender, playoff contender, not Super Bowl contender. So if they can put off enough wins the rest of the way and he continues to play well, he's got a case. The golf thing, I feel like he should get more credit, but so many people, I think, still live in that world of it was all McVay, it wasn't him, so they're not willing to give him the credit he deserves. All right, well, just briefly, schedule, very similar to what you're going to be dealing with if you're C.J. Stroud, soft as a pillow. Amazing Mm. down the stretch. Bears twice, Green Bay, Minnesota twice. I mean, they're, they've got an amazing opportunity. But if he ends up 35 touchdowns, seven picks, look out, Jack. Look out. Okay. Are we saying we're sprinkling a little? A couple bucks here? I don't know. We're discussing. We're discussing a sprinkle. Right. Carlin we're discussing Joe. whether or not we're going to the bar tonight. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. And hopefully we're not looking around at 2 a.m. Because usually I was the guy being looked at at 2 (laughs) a.m. Jim Harbaugh has accepted his three-game suspension from the Big Ten. Oh, what a magnanimous move by Jim to remove the distraction from his team. And what utter crap that is. But there's some other news out of Ann Arbor that's got a pretty big stink to it. That's after I have this from our friends over at Indeed. Once again, very happy that I was not the one absent yesterday so that we didn't get it twisted with Indeed. <laughs> Carlin only. Hiring is personal, but that doesn't mean you have to do it alone. Indeed's all-in-one hiring solution helps employers of all sizes interview and hire candidates all from one place. When you post a sponsored job on our platform, you get access to a large pool of quality candidates who have uploaded a resume to Indeed and could match your job description. You can then review their profiles to make sure they meet your must-have requirements. Make the hiring process work for you. Log in, get started today at Indeed.com slash hire. Michigan and coach Jim Harbaugh have agreed to the Big Ten's three-game suspension. Some new evidence or something has changed in the thinking to make Michigan have this change of heart here just 12 hours before they were supposed to be getting ready to go into a courtroom and argue for Harbaugh to be back on the sideline. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Carlin versus Joe. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. 
Follow at your own risk. We're cold these days. 0-3 last night. We took some swings on some knockout props, and it didn't work out. Down three units overall, 75-77-2. Down 10 units. Need to turn it around. We're going to begin with a couple college football games for tomorrow. Boy, are these ugly. Number one, Michigan State plus 3.5 over Indiana. Michigan State has been brutal, but Indiana as a favorite is something we see very rarely. I think it's only maybe five, seven times over the last three seasons, something along those lines, and they've only covered a couple times. As a favorite, that's not where you want to play Indiana, especially when statistically these two line up to an extent, but Michigan State does offer the better defense. They do offer the better rushing attack. We'll play Sparty plus three and a half. In addition to that, Old Dominion plus six over Georgia Southern. Old Dominion undervalued here, coming off a blowout loss to Liberty, but they are six and four against the number this season, and they've played some tougher games for them. Relatively close. Coastal Carolina, um, Wake Forest, a bunch of these games were very, very tight. On the other side, Georgia Southern not really living up to market expectation as they continue to fail when trying to cover the number. So first two pizza monies out of the gate for this weekend, Michigan State plus three and a half over Indiana, Old Dominion plus six over Georgia Southern. Michigan and Coach Jim Harbaugh have agreed to the Big Ten's three-game suspension. Something had to happen. I mean, seven days ago, they were taking litigation to get a, a temporary restraining order so he could coach. To back away at the 11th hour, we don't know exactly what has changed. It feels safe to assume that some new evidence or something has changed in the thinking to make Michigan have this change of heart here just 12 hours before they were supposed to be getting ready to go into a courtroom and argue for Harbaugh to be back on the sideline. You know... Listen, I ain't Magnum P.I. I ain't no private investigator. This one, I could put together pretty easily for you. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Joseph, I'm pretty sure this is what you can glean happened from all of this. When you go to that incredible change of heart for Michigan of Let's just do it for the kids and get the distraction out of the way. It is more like, hey, Michigan, let's slap some more evidence down on the table and show you maybe not everything we've got, but a good chunk of it. And let's see exactly how much of Pandora's box you really, truly want to open up here because we're about to destroy you. And Michigan all of a sudden said, you know, three games? Not all that bad. In fact, the Big Ten was reportedly open to reducing the three-game suspension to two until the NCAA presented all of this new evidence to Michigan. So let's get some perspective here. First of all, let us find out what Desmond Howard, Heisman Trophy winner, noted Michigan supporter and ESPN college football analyst has to say about all of this. Here he is earlier today. Greeny, I'm so happy you finally asked me a football question because I was on the field last week in Athens, and that Georgia Bulldogs team was very impressive against Ole Miss. I mean, they're getting healthy now. So I, that that there may be 1A and 1B, Michigan and Georgia, but I loved what I saw in Athens from the Bulldogs. So those two may be tied for number one in the country right now based on the eye test and everything I've seen so far, Greeny. Wrong one. 
Here's the right one. You have to make a decision at some point that's going to give them a clear perspective moving forward of absolutely what they have to deal with. So I do believe that Jim Harbaugh once said after a press conference that he doesn't mind, like, taking the blame, the criticism, the arrows, as long as it protects his adolescent kids and his players. And I just think that's where we are right now. You're looking at two sides. They were about to get into this cage match, a, a fight-to-the-death cage match between the Big Ten's attorneys and Michigan's attorneys. And I think they say, listen, let's not do this. We don't, we don't need this. Neither, neither side's going to benefit from it. So ultimately, given the information that Heather just gave us, I believe that they came to an amicable resolution. It's big of Jim Harbaugh to step up and take all those slings and arrows and not anybody blaming the kids, even though nobody was blaming the kids anyway, Joseph. So a few things here, and you use the word as well. The most operative word in all of this, you used it, Desmond Howard used it, Harbaugh uses it, is the word kids. I love it how they're men when they're going into battle against Ohio State. Yeah. Men, big game this weekend. They're always men right up until you don't want to pay them or you don't want to punish them because of something you've done. Then they're kids. Think of the kids. Think of the kids and what you do to the kids in this situation. It doesn't have the same ring if it's like, think of the men. Think of the men you'd be, no. So it's very selective word choice here. When we talk about not paying them their kids, when we talk about not punishing them for the things that others have done, their kids, and then when it comes time to going into battle, they're men. Always remember that. Number two, when it comes to hardball, I love it. How at the beginning of the week, it was all about the day in court. All, he Remember, he took his civics class. Oh, he yeah. took a civics class. He knows about government. He knows about his rights. He went in there and he showed nothing. He showed them exactly like you said. <laughs> uh, three games sounds good. And now here's the plan for Michigan. We're going to take the three games. We need to survive these last two weeks. We need to go win a national title because after this season, the NCAA is coming down hard and Jim Harbaugh is not going to be here anymore. This is it for the University of Michigan. All the years of Rich Rodriguez and the coaches who you wanted to get you over the hump but couldn't do it, you're back, you're prominent, and this is the end. You got one last shot at it because it's all going to fall apart after this once the NCAA wraps up its investigation and Harbaugh jumps to the NFL. All right, a couple of things real quick here. Number one, today, just within the last hour, Michigan has fired linebackers coach Chris Partridge. Who is Chris Partridge? Chris Partridge is infamous in the Northeast. He was a big-time high school coach in the state of New Jersey years ago who was known for having no scruples whatsoever. Whatever you have to do to get whatever you need, that's what you're going to do. He was a heavy high school recruiter, recruiter recruited Rashawn Gary from the Packers uh, from, from his high school to go play for him there. Jabril Peppers, same thing. What do you know? Those guys end up at Michigan when Jim Harbaugh hired him. Uh, I made a couple of calls this, this morning. Oh, look at you. Look at you, Adam Schefter. This, this is a little bit of reporting, so pay attention, okay? Uh, just to kind of confirm what I kind of knew about uh, Chris Partridge. I had two separate people say these words about him. Number one, worst person I've ever known in my life. Oh, jeez, really? Num number two, 
I would describe him in a word as sinister. <laughs> so the wow. thought is that Chris Partridge, by getting fired by Michigan here, probably was heavily involved in the funding of it and the executing of it along the way. He may have been, you know, Bobby Axelrod's got his guys who were the fixers. Like, he may be that guy. He may be that guy. And so Michigan <laughs> fired him today, and now he's the fall guy. So ultimately, the one thing to remember is none of this is over. The NCAA investigation is not over into it. The Big Ten closed theirs. The NCAA is not over. The NCAA recruitment thing is not over from earlier in the year. I don't think anything has changed as far as Jim Harbaugh and his future going into the NFL. I think that's going to happen. Carlin versus Joe. ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Joe, time to make some picks and figure out. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is a challenge. Challenge. This is ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. Right it is. Carlin versus Joe. ESPN Radio. So here's the deal. I guess we're all due at some point, right? Is that fair to say? We were, of course. We were, of course. We You're not going to run hot or cold your entire life. It's going to swing one way or another. That's the, the ins and outs of life. And I, I think it's also safe to say that we have built ourselves up a, a reasonably decent cushion overall, not between first and second place, but separating ourselves from the pack where an off week is not going to kill us by any stretch. And so we had an off week. We were 0-2-1 last week. I'll use a word that I think is appropriate. Unacceptable. I think it's unacceptable on our part. <laughs> I, uh, Two I, and one or bust. Exactly. Exactly. And I would also say that uh, a big part of that was my insistence on the selection of the Jaguars last week, plus three. And I own that, Joe. This is me in front of the camera telling you, yes, that was my fault. That was a Fordham ball can't lose game, right? Mm-hmm. We, we had different it. sides. We went with it, but that's okay. We're team guys. I don't expect to win every game. We lost that one. No big deal. I was comfortable backing the play as well. We put it in the rearview mirror. We turn our attention to the future, and we start grinding. We get back to work like the old school days. Okay, just to give you the standings real quick, we are still in first place. 20 wins, 8 losses, 2 ties. Game night, once again, Q Myers right behind us. 19, 9, and 2 losses. Freddie and Harry are at 18, 10, and 2. Uh, on Sportsmanlike making a little climb. 
17-11-2. Look at them. Amber and Ian toiling once again, 12-16-2. And And then Greeny is just sad. He should just quit. Eight wins, 20 losses, two ties. So that's where we stand right now, so let's get to it. Raiders at Dolphins. I'm not going to lie, these games that we are picking, not exactly Murderer's Row, but if you look at the entire list of games this Sunday, there is not a Murderer's Row to be had. No, there is not. College football is the same way. It is a rough week for big games. Right. So we've got the Dolphins as 13.5-point favorites over the Raiders down in Miami. Your initial thoughts, Joe. Oh, my God. We're doing this game? I I know. I know. Um, Nothing on it as of now. So I come into this completely. I have no no idea if I'm actually going to make a bet on this game. I would rather just lay it. Dolphins off the bye week. Dolphins at home. I, I think Aiden O'Connell and the Raiders have looked good the last couple weeks playing the Jets and the Giants. Let's remember who they've gone against. Yep. Two of the most inept offenses in the NFL. Probably the two most inept offenses in the NFL. If Miami comes out and gets up on you 14 points in this game, do we trust Aiden O'Connell and the the Raiders to just sling it all over the yard and get involved in a shootout? No. I think styles make fights. I think the Raiders have been in two good stylistic matchups the last two weeks because of the opposing quarterbacks. This week, I think it's a different story with the Dolphins off the bye. I'll lay the 13 and a half. And I will do that comfortably, and I will rest well this evening. It's Cardinals at Texans. Texans four and a half point favorites over the Arizona Cardinals. Boy, 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 boy. You know, it it bothers me a little bit. The only thing that catches my attention here is the Texans are coming off such a huge win, but I still would roll with Houston in this spot. Your thoughts? So if we saw a big line adjustment from last week to this week, I would be inclined to look at Arizona. But the look ahead was four and a half, and it's still four and a half. Now that look ahead was, I think, before the news that came out that Kyler Murray was going to start. But if it did, the bookmakers haven't changed it much, and that's on the heels of a huge Texans win. So what do we do? Do we continue to believe the Texans will play great football? Because the last thing we saw was fantastic. But you go back a little over two weeks ago, they lost at Carolina off the bye week. Like that, we can't just dismiss performances like that. Kyler Murray looked pretty good. Arizona clearly not going into the toilet. I lean a little bit to Arizona here. I'm not going to lie. But if you like Houston, I'm not going to fight you. I'm really not going to fight you. I got nothing here. I got nothing on either game so far. Yeah. Okay. I'm going Texans here. All right. uh, Just because I think they're the better team in this spot. And, you know, I need something to root for. That's all. That's fine by me. If we're not playing Arizona, you're not going to – we're not going to go to the commercial and have me yelling at you. Fair. Fair. All right. Game three. Vikings at Broncos. Oof. Really, it gets worse and worse as far as we go along here. Uh, This is (laughs) Sunday night football in prime time. Joe, I may be able to catch up on some things Sunday night. I'll be traveling home and not feeling too bad uh, as I'm making my way back from calling the the Chargers and Packers here on ESPN Radio on Sunday. Can't talk Chargers, Packers, uh, gambling policies. Everyone be careful. Exactly. I just said that I would be calling it. We will not be talking about that. Nope. Nope. Uh, two and a half point favorites. Was that correct? We took it off the screen there. Two and a, a half second. point favorites. Yes, Denver yep. minus two and a half. Denver minus two and a half. Uh, Josh Dobbs, does the magic continue in the Mile High City? Uh, my initial inclination would be no. But then again, why am I supposed to have true faith 
and what the Denver Broncos are doing, even though they had such a big win last week. I like Minnesota here. I would play the two and a half. Denver's on the short week. They just won Monday night, so they have traveling back across the country, limited prep time. Uh, they're a little overvalued off the Buffalo win. They have been playing better. People are taking notice, but they've only been a five favorite, excuse me, five times this season. They've covered one of those spreads. Keep that in mind. They've covered a spread one time as a favorite. That's not mm -hmm. where you want to back them. Now, here comes Minnesota. I don't think anyone's realized this. They've won five straight games. Kirk Cousins went down. They've hung 27 or more in each of their last two games. This Denver defense is not elite. I find myself liking Minnesota here. Okay, now, Evan, this is a crucial, crucial element to our selections this week because, as we found out last week, Greeny's selections came in late, and they were the exact same selections as ours. And as we have found out, Greeny was 8-20-2. and two. Now, earlier, Joe was voicing his disapproval over the notion that we should even consider what Greeny's doing. I would argue he's having such a bad year, we need to think about the opposite of the opposite of what he's doing. Yeah, Michigan's thinking about the kids. We're thinking about Greeny. Got right. it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go in the other studio and in the next minute try to find out what Greeny's picks were. I'll be right back. Okay. We literally have First one of all, Greeny, Greeny's picks from last week shouldn't even count. They shouldn't count. The whole purpose of this is to do it on your radio show. If you don't do it on the radio show, right. you miss. Like, what was that? What was that? Yeah. I think he, was he out last Friday, maybe? I don't know. No, I was on with him. You were on with him last I was Friday. on with him for 20 minutes. We were so talking why? about uh, the text messages he, he, him and, he and his wife send back and forth to one another. There well, was plenty of time to get it in. Yeah, that's great. I'm glad you were doing that and not getting into what the actual picks were. And, you know, for him to be doing his job. I don't want to call anybody okay. out, but, you know, hey. But you'll sketchy. do it. Greeny, Greeny slash Hembo. I'm told sources tell me Hembo made these picks. Dolphins minus 13 and a half. Cardinals plus four and a half. Vikings plus two and a half. Those are Greeny slash Hembo's picks. All right. So the only one different that we have is Texans. So I say we stick with what we got. I'm okay with that. I don't. This is making things more complicated than it needs to be. Focus on the. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.